whether or not we all realize it, those of us who serve the Lord are participating in the most epic adventure of all time, space, and history. I think it's about time that we start celebrating the miraculous and wonderful ways that God touches our lives in everyday circumstances. I'm Karen Pennington, and this is Daily Adventures in Grace. Friends, it's Karen Pennington here, and I'm in a little bit of a different situation. Uh, as you can see, it there's industrial-looking ceilings behind me. I'm actually in a hotel right now on my way to a funeral. It's been quite a whirlwind week, and we drove down to come to the funeral, and then we're going to drive back tonight because it's very awesome, important, loving man who mattered to us and who taught us a lot. But um, as some of you who have been listening know, I have just switched the format of this program instead of doing daily adventures in grace once a day, five days a week. I now try to find some time to fit it in once a week, not because God doesn't give me grace daily, but because I have been called to a different position for the next six months. It's sort of a fill-in position, not one that I'm overly... uh, well, just qualified for from a professional aspect, but one where there is such an immense need that I've been asked to fill in the spot as they're desperately seeking for a full-time person who has the credentials for this. They need somebody who, who's going to help the kids now, and that's actually a middle school Spanish teacher. Now, I speak Spanish fairly well. I would not call myself fluent. Um, I, I can preach in Spanish. I can do a little bit of translating. I could not translate for the United Nations. I could not translate whole books. Um but I speak well enough that I can, you know, teach this introductory Spanish. But um, lots of challenges at being the inner city, some challenges with lack of resources, some challenges with um, just kids whose fathers aren't there, a lot of them whose mothers aren't there, and uh, so, so much need. I, I will say the staff that I work with is wonderful. Um, very pro the kids, very pro each other. It's definitely, uh, believe it or not, one of the more positive work environments that I've ever worked in. It's... Um, that part has been a blessing there's also been many challenges it's been very humbling and um one of the reasons that i don't start my day now doing the daily adventures and grace podcast which i love doing is because i know i need that time to just draw into god i need the time every day to say god i'm not qualified for this qualify me (laughs) i need the time every day to say god i don't know what to do about this kid or that kid and i just need you to give me love for them i need you to give me a vision for them and um i've been learning a lot. I learned a lesson yesterday. Um, Have you ever just kind of been walking and thinking and praising and worshiping and these answers that you weren't even asking, but you needed just came to you, you know, just, just say this, just do this. Just a word where you just know, tell the person this. uh, Well, that was happening. I was, I walked to school every day and on my way, I felt very strongly that there was a lesson I needed to teach the kids. And in my mind, as I kept saying it over and over and over out loud, it just had this foundation in my heart that it is a lesson that every teacher, every person needs to teach others, needs to remind others of. It's a lesson that every husband should tell his wife, every wife should tell his husband, every parent shall tell their child. And it's so simple. 
and it's so almost seems cheesy to me but the funny thing is these inner city middle school kids who think everything's dumb you know (laughs) didn't think this was dumb and that lesson well I'll tell you what the real lesson is and I'll tell you how I got to tell them the lesson is that your God loves you God loves you and God values you that lesson is that verse that is the first verse that every single person (laughs) seems to learn in Sunday school you know and that's for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Um, and this is how I, God gave me the words to tell them that you matter. You matter. You matter to me. You are worth something and you are good. You see, since I work in the inner city school, I have a challenge and I pray about this where... Um, We're not supposed to proselytize. We're not supposed to try to win people over to our religion. And while I would love to do that, I don't mind saying I'm a Christian. I don't mind saying, you know, come to my church. I'll tell you. you If you ask me how I feel about God, I can say, you know, I go to church. I can tell you there, but I can't tell you here. But there are certain things that not even the New York State public school system will argue with. And I value you and you're worth my time. That works. But what I'm really saying is God values you. So you're worth my time. What greater value is it, you know? And even as I'm saying you're valuable, you're worth my time. The greater thing is you're valuable. You're worth God's life. You're worth God's son. It's so simple. We learn it every day. It almost seems cliche. We know it, but yet we don't say it. We don't say it to each other enough. We don't say it to our children enough. Um, Maybe I say it to my daughter too much. I don't know. <laughs> she, but I've never known somebody ever that after someone passed or after someone moved away, they said, man, that person just, they said way too much nice stuff to me. I wish they would have been meaner, you know. So Friday was a makeup day. It was a day when we were, you know, making up work. I had some issues with some kids who just aren't doing work. Some kids who are falling behind a little. Some are doing awesome. And um, a lot of them are doing awesome, but... Uh, some of them, particularly the ones that, you know, some get, they're middle school kids, they get on your nerves sometimes. And I tell them that, you know, <laughs> I love you. You're getting on my nerves. Um, I tell them a lot. None of you are stupid. You're all intelligent. Some of you do dumb things. <laughs> but that doesn't mean you're dumb. So I did this whole spiel where I said this, you know, there's one lesson everybody needs to know. There's one lesson everybody needs to know. And that you're valuable. You're good. None of you is dumb. You are intelligent in different ways. And I will work with you. And just because you have to work harder does not mean that you're dumb. That means that you're going to develop the character. Because in this area, you might have a little more difficulty. And um, I couldn't get to all the students in every class, but I will. But I was going around individually after I'd give that one message. And just telling students one by one, this is what I see in you. And I'll tell you what, you want to talk about grace? Most of the kids, it was easy. Some of the kids, you have the kid that sits there and does nothing every day. And you'll have those. You, you just kind of go, God, give me something. Give me something. And and God was just giving me these words that just, as I'm I'm praying in my mind, you know, <laughs> God's giving me these words. And, um, and some of them, I was like, so they're a good student. What do I say? You're a good student. I just wanted a personal message for every one of them. And it was amazing because I, I would walk up to a student and not know what I was going to say. Well, you know, while the other students were doing their work, um, I know that some of them 
were listening because I said, you can listen if you want, because I'm only going to say nice things to you right now. Um, I know they were listening to hear what I was saying to others and them. And some of them were like, yeah, tell me, tell me, tell me. But I, I, it amazes me, these kids that I have not gotten through to some of them, lots of them, you know, I, I would say, you know, I see something in you. I know you can do this. I've seen you have a strength in this area. I see that you work hard. Um, and they would just open up. One kid almost cried, and um, that made me cry. You know, <laughs> yeah. I see that you get angry. The fact that you have emotions isn't a bad thing. Just be honest about them and work through them, and you'll be a stronger person because it's okay to feel. You know, I, I absolutely can't believe how much of an impact just saying you matter to the kids got some of the kids because I couldn't get to every kid in every class um, some of the kids just responded to the you matter I, I had a couple of them said are you leaving nobody says stuff like this to us if we're leaving I had one student flat out tell me none of my teachers have ever told me that I matter that was an I almost cried moment <laughs> that was a student who had been very difficult with me when I had him for another class at another time at the beginning of the year and now he's starting to work he's a very intelligent student and it broke through to me he said none of my teachers ever told me I mattered now I know the other teachers in that school first of all it's possible that they have said that and secondly I'm sure that they've demonstrated it I know those teachers love their kids care about their kids advocate for their kids but here's the deal as parents, as friends, as pastors, as teachers, as bosses. Sometimes we just assume people know things when we have to say them. Sometimes when the world is shouting something different, people need to hear you matter. People need to hear you take up space. I had one student who was falling behind and I knew she was falling behind because she'd missed like five days. I've only been there a month. And I said, I see you working. Can I help you? And she said, I've always felt guilty. I've always felt like there's a problem if I ask for help. And I was able to tell her, I see value when you ask for help. I think that that means you care enough to do it well. And not only do I not mind, but it makes me happy because it means you care about this. And I want to help you walk through this. And I'm, you know, as I'm saying these things out loud, it's occurring to me. Sometimes we just assume and then we get caught up in making sure people do things right or do things well or be pure. We want you to do your best because we care about you. But that's not the message that's getting across because we're not saying it. I'm thinking of the Ephesians church here. I had this great, great passage that I've decided this is a lesson that every teacher needs to teach. Um, and this is Ephesians Four, and it says um, I'm going to get through this okay so then this is verse 25 it is new, new revised standard version so then putting away all falsehood let us let all of us speak the truth to our neighbors for we're members of one another be angry but do not sin do not let the sun go down on your anger and do not make room for the devil these must give up stealing Rather, let them labor and work honestly with their own hands so as to have something to share with the needy. And here it is. Verse 29. 
Let no evil talk come out of your mouths, but only what is useful for building up, as there is need, so that your words may give grace to those who hear. How different would our world be if we did that? Even with the people we love, especially with the people we love, even with the people close to us, especially with the people close to us. And if we took somebody who frustrated us and decided what I really need to do is tell them that they matter. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with which you are marked with a seal for the day of redemption. Put away from you all bitterness and wrath and anger and wrangling and slander together with all malice and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgiven you. Oh my goodness, I work with middle school students. You want to talk about somebody that can rile you up. Somebody does something on purpose to rile you up. No, I'm actually not saying that you pretend somebody's not frustrating you. I'm very into being honest. I'm very happy to tell somebody right now that's frustrating me. Right now, um, you are getting on my nerves. I say this a lot to the students. Don't get on my nerves. <laughs> but to say that and also say, because you matter, not because you're bad, but because you're acting like less than you are. And I know you're capable of more. To say, not you're not doing this, but you can do this. You may think that's the same thing. It is not. But I'm thinking of the Ephesians church. This is the same Ephesians that, and the church of Revelation. I mean, church. The, the letter of Revelation, Revelation 2, John talks specifically to the church of Ephesus. They were very bent on purity. They wanted to make sure people were thinking right and acting right. This was the same Ephesus that had a fire and burned, I've heard an estimate, $50,000 worth of books that were witchcraft books and paraphernalia. might be more than that now. That was a couple years back, maybe $100,000, tens of thousands of dollars worth of books. They were just burning. They didn't sell them. They got rid of them because they thought they were evil. This is a church that wanted to do the right thing in the right way. And yet what John said to them is you forgot your first love. You did these other things, but come back to your first love. That's the lesson. And Paul is saying the same thing. Great, be pure. Great, be honest. But there is a difference between throwing facts at someone and telling them the truth. Throwing facts at someone may say, you did this wrong, you did that wrong, you didn't do your homework, you're disrespectful, you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing all day in class. But at that point, you bombard people with a lot of negative facts and you're not telling them the truth. You're leading them to say, this is my identity. And I'm speaking this for me because I have gotten frustrated with those kids. Right this very moment, I'm struggling with one, two specific students that I that no matter what I do, I can't get them to do their work. And it's bothering me, you know, and yet I know, I know, and I'm hearing God tell me the answer is not to keep telling them this is what you're not doing. This is what you're not, they know what they're not doing. They see it in their grade. <laughs> but I need to flip it around and say, you can do this. You're capable of doing this. You're choosing not to, but I will help you. You're not alone. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. And honestly, I live in a small town, a fairly small city. It's a city, but it's a small city. And my prayer is that some of those come to some of those kids that have received that I value them will at some point show up at my church so that I can tell them in that environment, God values you too. God loves you.
and I make mistakes, <laughs> lots of them. But I'll tell you what, this has been my conviction from yesterday and from this point on. I want to teach those kids Spanish. I want them to pass the state tests. I want them to be able to go into the next year of Spanish and know what they're doing. I want to challenge them. I want to get them motivated to work. And I've realized what I'm really, really there for. All this other stuff is good. It's useful. It's secondary. What I'm really there for is to share God's love with them. And where I can't tell it, where I can't explicitly say, I'm a Christian. God wants you to accept Jesus into your heart as Savior. I can say, you matter. Same message. Someday, someday, I hope the children who don't know the Lord will be able to lean into that. I can all hope and pray that any seeds that I who I'm very flawed, who make lots of mistakes, who probably yell too much at the kids, um, who just barely keep my head above water with these lessons and gratings, even with all my flaws, that they see this is a woman that makes mistakes, and yet she could love me. So how much more could a perfect Heavenly Father love me? So this is my challenge to me today. Tell your kids you love them. Tell them they matter. It's not cheesy. It's important. Tell your spouse you love them. Tell your pastor you care. You have no idea how badly they may need to hear that. You have no idea how much their hearts may have been resisting that message. You have no idea what a difference even a kind word of love can make where a thousand instructions might not. It's the greatest commandment. Greatest two commandments, love God and let, let God love others through you. And it's founded in the fact that God loves you so much more than you could ever possibly imagine. And as we let that love flow into us, how can we possibly not tell it and show it to others? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so, so much for today. Thank you for your love. Thank you for these children that you've placed in my life to teach me more about your love, God. May I love them well. May they see your perfect love, your perfect care through the cracks of my imperfections. May it just shine through, Lord Jesus. I trust you to keep me going. Lord, I just pray if anyone's listening to this and hasn't received your love, they just open up their heart and ask, Lord, and show them. Show them in a way a thousand instructions. Couldn't show them, Lord. Instructions are wonderful to help us understand. But may they feel that reality this very moment. May your love invade. May your love invade the hearts of the children that you have entrusted in my care for these few months with my own children and my grandchild and my spouse. And open up our hearts to your love so that we may be greater conduits to, of your love to others. In your name, amen. Be blessed, my friends. Have a wonderful week.